Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. New logo, who this? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Work. I'm so, I'm so gassed up. I'm so gassed up. I can't even speak right now off of this. All these new, all these new movements we got going on in the mur- in Affirmative Murder camp right now. Welcome to Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity Murder podcast. I'm your host, Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What's going on, man? You guys <laughs> see it. That new logo is hot off the presses. Take that in. Soak it and enjoy it. That's that's hard labor right there. Not done by either of us, but somebody did it, and it came out very well. That person's name is Eric Cavell. You can look him up on The Cave Drawings at Instagram.com. Great dude. Great artist. And uh, we really appreciate him doing what he did for us because it came out flames. Yeah, awesome work. <clears throat> What is going on, friend? Man, it's been I don't I haven't talked to you since uh since uh yeah man took a trip uh, to Wakanda. You I know? was hoping we was gonna bring that up. Yes, <laughs> we not. But before we get into it, uh huh, I was kind of upset. Not about the movie. Uh huh. About what's his name, Ch- Chadwick Boseman. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't spoilers. You about to go uh, no, to no, some no, spoilers? No, 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 no. Okay, Chadwick okay. Boseman. All right, okay. Yeah, I, I seen the interview. Uh-huh. And I, I actually saw the interview when I was walking to your house. The interview. Okay. And he was talking. I was like, man. You thought he was African? I just, I just wanted him to be. You wanted him to be T'Challa? Yeah, he's not, man. Prince T'Challa? No, he's not. I'm son of King. No, I think he's from. I think he's from like. I want. I just want like North Carolina. I wanted to hear him talk like that all the time, though. (laughs) He did a he did a phenomenal job, but no, homie is from North Carolina, North Kakalak. He is not from Wakanda, actually. No, this is the Wakanda way. Yeah, I wanted him talk like that all the time. No, man, he. But. It was awesome. Oh, man, that movie was incredible. I man. was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Man. It was so good. And I'm so proud to say that I didn't hear about any violence at any mm-hmm. movie theaters. Nothing bad. It was all love. People came out dressed like, you know, coming to America and mm-hmm. coming in African garb like I thought it would be. Yeah. And, you know, everybody gave a standing ovation at the movie theater I was at. It was hot, though, in the movie theater I went to. It was a lot of people, a lot of people, elbow to elbow. And when my movie was done, there was a very. Uh, fortuitous man, if that's the right word I want to use. He he was very uh he was a young business mogul, not young at all. He was in definitely late forties, early fifties. The movie was done. He turned around to me, gave me a business card, and said, "Here you go, my man. I program Fire Sticks. This is on the Fire Stick." And I was like, "I just watched the what? What?" But that's the kind of people that come out. Wait, 
Wait. What? Yeah, you heard me right. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> no, wait, what? He gave you a business card. Gave me a business card Say for an, a service that you can do by watching a five-minute YouTube video. He programs Fire Sticks to put the uh, the program on there for you to get free movies and stuff. Oh, but yeah. he has a business card a laminated, business card. laminated that says like Earl Jackson. Is it like Fire it Stick like, is it programmer? Like flames on it. Fire flames. It's the most stock business card. <laughs> it, it's like a zoomed in of a bi- of a desk or something. Like you see like pencils and wires and stuff. It's very like zoomed in stock uh, business card uh, background images. Okay. And it said like. You know, thirty-five dollars for the without the fire stick, seventy-five dollars with the fire stick. Okay. Which means he will come to your house and program a fire stick that you've already purchased for thirty-five dollars, but he can also come through with the already hooked up fire stick for seventy-five dollars. <laughs> okay. Which is uh <laughs> I'm not knocking his hustle. Can't definitely knock the hustle. not doing that. But, but don't do it. But, we're but, supposed to be encouraging people to go spend their money and go see Black Panther and spend their money and support black business. Do that shit on Facebook. Yeah, don't like. turn around to me and, <laughs> and, and try to hand me your business card for something so stupid. Yeah. But, yeah, no, Wakanda Forever was the name of the last episode, but we hadn't really actually been to Wakanda and been awakened. But now we mm-hmm. now we have and now we are. Yeah. And I'm only addressing people with the two with the X to the chest from now on. I'm not, I don't dap people up anymore. If you're my brother, it's an X to the chest. All love. <laughs> um. Let's see what else has happened since uh, last time I saw. It. Did you see Fergie at the All Star Game? Oh yes. That that just what? going over some of the things that blew up the internet over the course of this week that we, I haven't got to talk to you about. That was. I didn't. But <laughs> okay, I didn't think it was that bad until. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad until it blew up on Twitter and then I heard it again. I was so like, you just were well. You kind of you must have been half paying attention while she was doing it. Though. Yeah, but because if I like, I was like back in my head, I'm like. Well, she's just putting her own spin on it, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's one way to put what she did, for sure. That She did put her she own spin on it. She admitted that wasn't her best performance. For one, I've never heard anybody say, you know, Fergie's good, but you got to see her live. I've never heard anybody say that ever about Fergie. So Fergie's not the person I would think would get called to do a national anthem ever. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think Fergie's known for her pipes. Mm-hmm. She makes catchy songs. I don't think Gwen Stefani probably can sing that well, but she makes catchy songs. So for her to not only come out and just sing the song the way it sang, because you aren't goddamn Aretha Franklin. That's why she tried to put her own spin on it. I guess. Some of them notes that she can't hit. She still went to, she she did not go for those, those notes. She, she still tried to sing those notes though. So it was, um, terrible. (laughs) It's, It's, is one of the words I would use to uh, to describe that and the result. But what I will say is her being like, hey, I tried something different. It didn't work. Keep my check. Them's the breaks. You know what I mean? Keep like She check, really wasn't it. like she didn't come with any excuses. Like, well, I couldn't hear myself or anything like that. She came out there with that man with the standing bass and, mm-hmm. and did some jazz shit and it didn't work. <laughs> and I think that's the last we're going to get a Fergie uh singing national anthems or anything really ever again but don't get it twisted i'm a fergie stan Mm -hmm. and outside of that performance i will not uh, allow fergie slander because stacy ferguson has given us many hits over the years and 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 that's undeniable whether or not you think she can sing or not Mm -hmm. glamorous slaps uh 
Fergalicious slaps. Mm-hmm. London Bridge slaps. So uh, Big Girls Don't Cry slaps. So watch your mouth when you're talking about Stacey Ferguson. We're having a good time. We're laughing about the national anthem debacle. But remember who, you know, ushered you through your teenage years, <laughs> some of y'all. If you're, I'm 25, France 26. <laughs> Sorry. I, oh, that's cool. I had some uh some nice makeout sessions to some Stacy Ferguson songs. You know, I played Truth or Dare to a couple of Stacy Ferguson songs in my in my teenage years. So y'all know, y'all know what it is. Um, anything going on? Anything fresh and pressing um, in your life, Fran? Before we hop into it, my life no. But I wanted to get into that school shooting. I heard some other news about <sighs> that today. Sorry, but um, okay. I heard it was a it was a sheriff that was outside the school. I did hear that. I that did hear that. That yeah. didn't go in. Yeah, I did hear that. Let's, yeah, okay. Let's unpack that. Um, he should be ashamed of himself for one. If what they pay you for? Exactly. <laughs> if this now, but that since we're gonna go, let's go. But that brings me to the point about people saying the teacher should have guns. That's a ridiculous idea. I don't. There's like it. one thing for that sheriff to not have done his job which is protect those kids in the way that he's meant to protect those kids. Yes. But any teacher who has signed up to become a teacher didn't sign up to be uh John Rambo mm-hmm. or John wick or, mm-hmm. and put, put on a bulletproof vest and pull a gun out and mm-hmm. protect kids in that way. Mm-hmm. I do think teachers have a responsibility to protect kids, but what in I'm reasonable actually, ways, breaking up fights, reporting uh, parents who are abusive or neglecting their children to mm-hmm. CPS you know, given a, a, you know, if you see a kid in your school, maybe he, uh, a kid in your class, maybe he, you know, doesn't shower regularly because of problems at home, or maybe he doesn't get meals. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, give him some food on the low and not blow him up in front of everybody. And you want to just help out a kid. Absolutely. I think those are all, you know, responsibilities and things that teachers should do, but like making a decision between going home and protecting somebody else's kids, because whether or not they're your kids at the end of the day, they're somebody else's kids, mm-hmm. I, and and I hate to be so blunt about it, but that's just the truth. I mean, you could love your. I, I, there are teachers of mine who I think loved me very much and wanted nothing but to see me succeed. Mm-hmm. Whether they thought I was nice or funny or not a troublemaker, like I think they liked me a lot. But they also have a family at their own house, and I don't think that one of the responsibilities of a teacher should be for you to have to choose between going home to your own kids or protecting your kids at school. Well, one teacher did do that. And yeah, the, the that coach. Ma- right? That makes that makes the police officer looks worse to me. Yes, I, and I actually um, I made a correction on uh, Twitter to, today because um, I didn't know about that part of the story, mm-hmm. and I said I watched Donald Trump's uh, he <laughs> he held a small town hall meeting, and then all these other senators held a big a big like in a stadium for all the people in that part of Florida where that's where the Stoneman Doug, Douglas school is. And they got like the, the whole reason Donald Trump did it the way he did it was he facilitated the people that came into the room. He got the questions kind of ahead of time. So nobody could ask him any kind of nobody jumped up and was like, you killed our kid. No, none of that happened at the something, Donald Trump. Something press to catch conference. him off guard. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the other press conference, which was in a big stadium, they had the, the kids that have been going viral leading the movement, the Emma Gonzalez and mm-hmm. the, uh, the Hogs kid who was involved in, you know, some some conspiracy theories and stuff. But they are the two kids who were involved in leading that movement. They got to speak at this town hall, but they didn't get to go talk to Donald Trump. Of course not. Of course not, because he he wouldn't know what to say. Mm. But at Donald Trump's meeting, everybody was, you know, kind of pushing that whole, you know, teachers should have guns kind of. Everybody was saying kind of what 
he was saying and mm-hmm. the people who weren't saying what he was saying was being they were being very careful to not get kicked out so they were saying mm-hmm. like you know we don't all have to agree but we should all work together and we should all, so i could tell who didn't really agree with the things he was saying and mm-hmm. who but th- there was no in, there there was no in between there was only people who were there because they support what donald trump thinks mm-hmm. and there were people who were there that were like well i don't but i'm not gonna like attack him mm-hmm. or say it in an aggressive way mm-hmm. and um but also i don't want to i don't want to get i don't want us to get off track about it but also um <clears throat> what was i about to say uh did you lose it? Go ahead. Yeah, I lost we lost it. Um, yeah. I actually lost it too. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, we're not professionals. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm glad we lost it anyway because I didn't I I don't I don't feel like going back down that road. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, it's a crazy uh situation, and we're not gonna get it figured out in a day. And everybody has their opinions on what way is the best way to handle it. But in an ideal, oh, I know what it was. Oh, okay, here we go. This is about. This is also we we brought up many times on out one of our episodes is that the signs that these people these people or people around the person oh they missed the person, yeah, they missed all of them they missed all of them on this kid. Just, they dropped the ball for sure exactly that's what I wanted to bring yeah, up they yeah they really that, they really yeah. dropped the ball on this kid um I think that if if you are a kid who is regularly suspended your Facebook has been flagged in some kind of way for you making mm-hmm. vague threats. People have called the FBI on you or called the police to say, like, hey, this kid is is something. You should be put on a list something. where you can't buy a gun. Some, they had a video of him just holding the gun. He was just, like, outside, like, twisting his arm and, like. Yeah. But what's cra- the like, crazy, the craziest part about that is, though, and um, this was this was true during the Barack Obama period, but it, it doesn't have anything to do with the president. It's just the, it's the Second Amendment kind of situation is that the NRA and the Congress won't let certain laws get, they just won't let certain and laws they, get they passed. And so strong though. So you can get put on a no fly list by the FBI and you can still be able to go out and buy a gun. Yes. So you can go, you can not be allowed to get on a plane, mm-hmm. but that's not enough for you to not be able to buy a gun. And there are a bunch of States, probably our majority of the States where you can, you can abuse a, a person you know, you could be a domestic violence mm-hmm. person. You could be a stalker. Like on record, you've been you've been charged with stalking. You've been charged with being a domestic, you know, abuser, and still, you know, buy a weapon. You but know, some places you can buy a gun. And you can't even buy a drink yet. Not yeah, hundred percent. And I'm I'm I don't know how much of a difference it would make to change the uh, buying the gun age to twenty one in whatever states. It's not that, but it's it's a it's a move. Mm. It's a it's a proactive move. I think. I think a lot of the moves that we should be making should be proactive and not reactive. And I think giving teachers guns is reactive mm-hmm. because best case scenario, you hear a bunch of shots ring out in school as a teacher, mm-hmm. somebody's probably dead or shot. And now you get your gun. That doesn't stop the person from getting into the gun, into the school and having a gun. Mm-hmm. All of this, all of the um, solutions I've been hearing floated around are all reactive. Like, yeah. well, we should have more security at the school. And I was like, and I, and sure. I will I will concede that we live in a world now that I have to accept that, you know, when I have a kid, whether they're five or 10 or 15, there might have to be somebody in front of the school with an assault rifle protecting mm-hmm. the school. I I'm, I will accept that that's not the utopian. We don't live in a utopian world where that's not necessary. And that's crazy to even be a, one of the things I accept that. Mm-hmm. But I'll accept that if people can accept that asking a teacher with the full plate that they already have. To, uh, 
to now also become John Wick and 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 be prepared to take somebody's life is asking a lot of somebody like a science teacher, whatever, even the, you know, the 20 percent number that Donald Trump's throwing out of like not all teachers, but only teachers who are you know, have experience and are trained and all this kind of uh, stuff. What's the percentage of that? I, I just, I, that's a number that he threw out. I don't, I don't even, what do you mean? Like 20% of what, of all teachers around the country so that by his logic, every school has like a Rambo teacher. That's ridiculous. I, I, I don't think that that's true. And it's like, okay, so in every school you take that one Rambo teacher who already just happens to be an expert at shooting weapons and a marksman and just give him the gun. I just think that that's calls, not every school. I, th- I think that causes more problems than what, the problem they're trying to solve. I don't think that's the solution. If you want to talk to me about putting, you know, more security at schools, armed guards or whatever, that that's fine. But like asking a teacher to put that on their plate is absurd to me. But again, this is not what I wanted to do, but we've gone down the road again, but I'm going to say that is the end of going down this road. And what we're going to do is we're going to get back into format. Um, listen to, I mean, look at our pretty logo. And if you didn't notice, we have new music at the beginning. So let us know what you think about that new music, because if you don't like it, we'll go back to the old music. But if you do like it, I just, you know, we thought it would be cool to like unveil the new logo with some some new upbeat kind of coming out of the out of the back of the arena. Rocky walking down to the ring music. And um, maybe it was a fail or maybe you loved it. Maybe, you know, you enjoyed it very much. Either way. I don't really give a shit, but you know, but we will give the people what they want. If you guys want the original music, we'll go back. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to take some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, Fran, I believe it is your turn to go first this week. Yes, it is. So if you could please um, tell me your affirmative murder this week. Okay. <clears throat> My affirmative murder this week is... Let me get comfortable, of course. Uh, please. Uh, okay. His name is James Butler Jr. Have you heard of him? Butler? No. You haven't heard of him? No, nah, I was doing a butt thing. You missed oh. it. It's cool. Uh, no, I got it. I just I wanted you to answer my question. Oh, well, excuse the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> no, I've not. James Butler, what? Junior. James Butler Junior. No, I've not heard of James. Okay. Jimmy Butler. No, the basketball James. player. His name is James. Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, well, Jimmy is short for James. Is this Jimmy Butler? No. This James. is not Jimmy Butler. James Butler Junior. From the Timberwolves. No, it's not him. Different sport. This guy's a boxer. Oh. Yeah. Is this Jimmy Butler's dad? No. Hmm. Okay. Okay, boxer. As far as I know, I don't think so. Jimmy, James Butler, the junior. Yes, James. I've not heard of him, and he's a boxer. Okay, no, I've not heard of him. I'm excited. 
Born December 18th, 1972 in Harlem, New York. Oh. Is a former American light, light heavyweight boxer mm. and former USBA super middleweight champion. He had a career record of 20 and 5. Mm. 25 and 0 oh is what they, they do in boxing. So, with 12 wins coming Wait, by. Wait, what? It's 25 and 0. Oh, so, he had. That's how when, when they, they do boxing, they say your whole record. So, he had 20 wins, 5 and losses. And 5 losses. And but zero he... ties. 25, 25, 25 and 0. Oh. oh, I thought you were saying he's 25 and 0, oh, no, but 20, he had 5 losses. No, I was like, what are you 20, talking about? He had 20, 20 wins, 5, five losses, and, and no oh. ties. Yes. Okay, cool. 25 and 0. Oh. Sorry. With 12 wins coming by the way of knockout. He had a nickname. He was crowned the nickname of the Harlem Hammer. Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Can I be called that? No. All right. We're going to move on. Um, Hey, man, throw any turf to me again, please. I'm sorry, man. Okay. I got the – look, I got the – look, I don't want to get to you in the detail, but, I, you know, I got a hammer. I might not be from Harlem, but, you know, I don't see why I can't be called that. Wait. What are you – I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go get past that. Okay. All right, man. On. I'm just okay, saying, but cool. you know, but I'm just saying. Okay. I'm, but you know, I mean, again, I don't want to go into detail, but you know, I'm blessed. And oh, I, mean, I see. Explain? I, I, that's why I was trying to move past that. If that, I figured that's what you was talking about. Okay. No, man. But all right. But just let me go into detail real quick. Let me just, just go. No. Give me. It's veiny. Let me just. So let me just. Come on, man. Look how I did my story. All right, I'm gonna... I got. I, my, I have family so members I that listen to the, the show. I, I have. Be... Hold on, wait. I have family members that listen to the show. I don't want you talking like that on the podcast, okay? Okay, man. Use that well, for another day. Okay. So I can't be harmed here. Okay, cool. No. Cool. Born right. and raised in a housing project by a mother who frequently left him and his brother to fend for themselves, Butler had gotten a reputation for having a quick temper. Mm. Butler started his career by scoring 18 wins and only one. And one loss in the super middleweight division. Ooh. This led to a title fight against Sven Atke, mm. who who beat Butler by unanimous decision. Butler's next belt earned him a earned him infamy in November twenty third of two thousand one, at the Roslyn Ballroom in Manhattan, New York. The belt was a charity event to benefit surviving New York firemen and police officers. For nine eleven, can you hear me fine? Yeah, for nine eleven. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. for um, surviving New York firemen and police officers of the September 11, 2001 terrorist attack in New York City. Um, it was a televised event on ESPN. After losing by unanimous decision to Richard the Alien Grant. This oh. is this is who he went against in the charity the event. The Alien? Yes. So like he lost the fight by unanimous decision. So Butler had his gloves off, mm-hmm. removed before the... Removed before the announcement of the winner. Grant then went to Butler's side of the ring... So this is his opponent going to his side of the ring. Uh huh. As Grant lifted his arms to hug his opponent, hug his opponent, which is a gesture of respect and sportsmanship in the sport of boxing, Butler, bang, nailed Grant with an overhand right to the jaw that sent Grant crashing to the canvas. Does this guy have blonde hair? No. Oh, that happened in another. I saw that's that same scenario happened in the worst boxing mm-hmm. moments video mm-hmm. where a guy knocked out a. He knocked out a boxer cold after he lost the fight and he didn't have his gloves on. Mm. And they were like, everybody was like, that's assault. That is assault. He should be arrested right there in the in the in the uh, in the ring. So what do you mean? The who was the, the guy that had blonde hair? The hair? guy that had blonde hair. I believe he did the knocking out, but oh, it no, might have been is, one of them had blonde. No, hair. This is a black guy. James I'm Butler. saying. Oh. He, but he was he had like Cisco. No, he had like Cisco hair. But was it might have like, been the other like guy. Bush? No, nah, I was a little oh, okay. short haircut. All right. Yeah. Okay. He had like a bush. It was like nappy dreads. But um, yeah. 
So, yeah, he nailed Grant with the, with an overhand right to the jaw and sent Grant crashing to the canvas, unconscious and blood spewing from his mouth like a fiery ash from an erupting volcano. Ooh, you like that? ooh, can you say that again? Okay, I like that. <laughs> I said, okay, so Butler. Bang! Nailed Grant with an overhand right to the jaw that sent Grant crashing to the canvas, unconscious, and blood spewing from his mouth like a fiery ash from an erupting volcano. Oh! Okay, so... Yeah! <laughs> so Grant suffered a temporary dislocated jaw mm. and a lacerated tongue that required 26 stitches. Oh, he hit him so tardy, like, bit into his... Yeah. Oh! And it was like, they got a video, it was just like... Oh, it was... Oh! It was crazy. It was crazy. Um... Yeah, so Butler was arrested and charged with second-degree assault. Mm-hmm. Butler was later conv- convicted and served four months in Rikers Island detention, detention facility. Rikers Island is no joke. Yeah. So Atlas, who is a boxer analyst, said that 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 um that event was probably the worst worst event that took place was was almost was probably worse than the event that took place in 1997. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Oh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Well, Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear off. I just. If 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 I'm right, I'm gonna post the link on YouTube because, based on what you just said, and for me to have vivid memory of another situation where the mm-hmm. exact kind of thing happened, I feel like I'm talking about the same thing. But I don't know anybody's you remember, name. You don't remember his and name? And I know somebody was one of them was blonde. The other guy might have, the other guy might have had crazy dreads, and he did the knocking out. Who would be, Jimmy, not Jimmy, Jimmy James Butler. James Butler. Mm-hmm. But I could also be wrong. Maybe it just happened to happen twice. But it just in my mind, I've I've seen. Did any? That do you happen. remember anything else happened in the story? They dragged him out, and there people were throwing stuff at him. You know, because everybody was like, "What the fuck? You uh-huh. can't just knock people out uh-huh. after the fight's over." So, but other than that, I didn't hear like about that guy becoming a murderer or anything like that. Okay. It just was like it was like went on to the next knockout video because it was a compilation thing. Okay, but well, good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, also, Mike Tyson. Mike also, Tyson. you know, when they take them gloves off, they got. The rap, yeah, and uh-huh. that's, so it's that's like hard. Extra, uh-huh. that's, yeah, that's hard shit. It's dynamite. Just, you got dynamite, and you to hit somebody when they're not even like paying, paying attention. attention. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Also, for him to be going to be like, "Hey, man, good fight. I'm hugging you," and then you sucker punch him when he's mm-hmm. being a, a good sport. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gross. also, you know, as I was saying that he had a temper. Then he lost that title fight. He had a a great career in the beginning. He yeah. lost that title fight. So now he lost so, two runs. This is the second loss in yes, a row. And this was a charity event. This wasn't even like a real. You know what I'm wasn't for anything. Yes, this is a charity event. So that's yeah, gross. So, so they're saying this was the this was, was the second probably, worse, or this was as probably bad. Worse. So it was like as bad or worse. That was pretty nasty. He bit Evander Holyfield off so bad that he had a piece of it in his mouth. Yeah, that's disgusting. Did he spit it out after? Yeah. That? Oh. That was, that was a long time ago. That was very long ago. <laughs> it's crazy that 1997 was very long ago, but that was 20 years ago. Yeah. That's crazy, you know? So um, after that illegal punch, um, that sent his career and in in life that sent his career and life off the tracks. He blew up to a 256 pounds. Oh. So that was all from him not working out anymore. But he still, but he still had the moves. That, that sounds kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so like he, he's fat, but you still got the... Uh, the twitch mof, the twitch reflexes, and the boxing skills, and oh, a no. massive butter bean kind of fat all body. Fat, yeah. Man. So he gained all that pound from him not working out, him being in jail, obviously, and then him the medication he was taking because mm. he was diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. Those so, medicines, yeah, those and, medicines really blow you up. Yeah. Too. So two hundred fifty-six pounds, and part of the medication he was put on after he was diagnosed as being bipolar. 
So he stopped taking his meds and started getting back to the gym. Right. Get so that body is, back. So he, got, he gets out of prison. Got the Rocky music playing. Right. So he tried to get his career back on track. So he was nowhere near the fighter he used to be. So he just, he did a couple fights and he was just two and two against mostly second tier fighters mm. after the Grant debacle. So upon his return to boxing after the attack on Grant, Butler's thought process went so blank that he didn't even realize what he did or why he had done it. He oh. said, quote, nothing went through my brain. Um, quote, that's the point. It was flatlined. I was I was like dead. I went blank after I hit Richard. Everything clicked back on. It was like, it was like, it, yeah, it said, he said, it was like fist to jaw, then the noise and the lights. I could see and hear all the people. I was like, I I was like, I was literally brain dead for a while. This is how he said it. He described it. Yeah, this yeah. is how he said. So, so I'm it's not, like I'm it's not like, fucking up my words. If y'all, yeah, what y'all thinking. it's like hit and then you wake. It's like all the stuff after that is you just woke up, right? So you're like, what? You know, people right. freaking out at you. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. So he said, if I if I've been thinking, I would have just walked out of the ring, maybe punched a locker room or broken a door or something. That's still not good, but you know, yeah, but that would have been better. Yeah. So, Butler's last bout was a split decision loss on August 10th, 2004 to Amar Shiaka. Mm. So, that was his last fight. He lost again. Um, then, he moves and meets uh, a woman named Chase Mariposa. Oh. They had a son. She then leaves him after his boxing money runs out. Mm. He also would... And she said that... She also said that he will also he would often erupt in fighting and frightening fits of anger and also had a bad rep at this point. At her or just in general? Just in general, him all the shit he been through and then him having anger pro- anger problems and now he ain't got no goddamn money. So I'm guessing she that's took when the, that's when the real problems. Yeah, come. I'm guessing that's she takes the real anger. Comes. Yeah, I'm guessing she takes her son and was like, I'm getting me a, a real boxer. Jesus, yeah, right. So feeling alone and unwanted, he turned to a close friend. I'm going to see if you catch this. A close friend he known for years as Sam Kellerman. Max Kellerman's dad? His brother. Max Kellerman's brother? His brother. Sam oh. Kellerman, a freelance writer who covered boxing. Max Kellerman's younger, on ESPN a, yeah, for anybody who A younger brother know. of Max Kellerman, a sports, a sports talk host who is also an expert at boxing analysis uh, for HBO Sports, and he's a co-host on my favorite ESPN show, First Take. First Take. Yep. And Max Kellerman is very good at at boxing, at, at analyzing boxing mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. That's his wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes his takes on basketball are a little awful. Off, <laughs> but when you you get into that realm, yeah. he knows what he's talking about. Yep. And his brother's name is Sam Kellerman. Sam. Yep. So Kellerman, by by him living in Hollywood, California, agreed to take Butler in with the understanding that he will be a house guest for only a few days. Okay. But the days stretched into weeks. <laughs> Butler revealing revealing no intentions to move out. At which Whoa. at which point Kellerman told told him not told now not so close friend that he would oh shit he would have him ev- evicted if he did not leave voluntarily. Is that even the word you use when somebody's just like, nah, man, I live here now. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never even heard of this. <laughs> hey man, can I stay here for a couple days? And it's like a couple days later, it's like, oh man, so where are you going next? Nah, man, I think I like it here. Right. I'm just gonna stay here. Like, nah, bro. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you evicted. I wouldn't even call. like, I'm going to call the police and have them arrest you. <laughs> right. You don't live here. <laughs> I'm going to have you evicted. I'm, I don't know if he had his paper signed. He makes it seem like they <laughs> yeah. had an agreement. That's what I mean. Like, he's a tenant. <laughs> You're not a tenant here. I'm going to call the police and tell them you're trespassing now. Right. 
Uh, I guess he was being nice. They was yeah. close friends for like over ten years. He's that I, what I read, and, and he was he was like, all right, man, let me I, ruin this friendship real yeah, quick. I, I live here now. I've done. I thought I did a good thing as yeah. a friend by letting you come stay with I'll me. You, I'll let you get a couple yeah. days on the couch, so you can so you can get your life back on track and your career back on track. And now you're just gonna take advantage of me. Oh, oh, so you're just gonna not? I so I can't live with you. So oh, so you can't let me live at your house. I That's. It's like, nah, bro, I'll let you live here for ten for two weeks. Two weeks. You said four two days. Weeks. You've been here for two weeks, eating oh. up my, all my snacks, putting your feet up on my tables. Oh, so I guess you want, like, rent or something. Yes. <sighs> you are something if you, else. <laughs> you if you're going to stay, stay here call, for two weeks. And you call yourself a friend? <sighs> Look, man, I'm, I'm being nice. I'm being nice. Well, you know what? I'm here, not leaving. Here go my eviction notice here. Sign and date. You can take <laughs> it and leave it. Or I'm going to call the police. I'm, I'm sure that's how it went. It had to go that I way. I mean, I couldn't imagine talking. That's like, I feel like I was talking to a crazy person at that point. I have to yeah, write but you up also, an eviction if letter. I was, if I was Sam Keller, I would have been scared as shit. I'm like, well, this oh, dude yeah. is fucking crazy. Oh, he's bipolar? He's a boxer, so he's his hands are illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, so on October 12, 2004, Keller means sitting at his desktop computer. Butler, the Harlem Hammer, hammered Kellerman at least 30 times over the head with a hammer. Wait, what? What year was this? 2004. He's dead then. Sam Kellerman? Yeah. Yes. Max Kellerman's brother got hammered to death by a boxer? Yes. Wow. That he let move into his house. Wow. Shout out to Max Kellerman. That's terrible. I, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. 30 yep. times with a hammer. Probably a hammer. his hammer too. Yep. From his house. Yep. Disrespectful. Wow. So Shout out whole, to him, man. Yeah, man. I, that's why I did the story. I was like, damn. I was like, That's shit. rough. That is rough. That is rough. And then it's like, I've sat here and let you come in my place. And now I'm telling them that you need to leave. That's how they got Selena, bro. Sometimes you got to watch who you're nice to. That's crazy. Selena got done in by her own fan club leader. So that's a warning to all y'all out there. I'm not Selena. And Fran is not Selena. Keep it nice and don't do it twice. But I don't know what that meant. It, it rhymed, <laughs> Lost you know? with that one. Just it keep good, it though. keep it cordial and be cool. Don't go crazy and kill us. Even though we are the hottest po- true crime podcast in the streets right now. Yes. Don't don't get it twisted and you know, don't don't prematurely eject us from this planet because you're a super fan. Contain yourself. Sorry, Fran, please continue. No yeah, so um Yeah, so he hit Kellum over the head at least thirty times over the head with a mm. hammer. His body wasn't found until five days later on October seventh. The hammer found near the body. Oh, near was he not married or anything? Um, I'm guessing not. Damn. Um yeah. The, five days. Yeah, so they found the body, the hammer was found near the body, his car was missing, and his apartment was set on fire. What? Yeah. His apartment was set on fire to attempt to um make it look know, like he died. Like he burned up yeah, by accident, that, like and, an accident? and tried to get rid of evidence. evidence. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you're telling me, not that Max Kellerman is Beyonce or something like that, where I would should know this, but you're telling me that Max Kellerman's brother was involved in a lifetime movie like murder. Yeah. Where the guy stole his car and then burned his apartment down after he beat him in the head thirty times. Yeah. It was like, and I read it. I was like, God damn! I listen to him every day. I watch, yeah. I listen to show yeah. podcasts every day. I was like. Shit. Like the boxing is his thing. Yeah. His brother was in a his writer shadow. and he did the same thing. His brother and was then... definitely because Max Kellerman in two thousand four, Max Kellerman was like, 
on TV calling boxing matches. Mm-hmm. So his I don't know if this is his little brother or his older brother, but either way, this guy probably was in the shadow a little bit. You know, right. like his looked up to Max. Right. And there's a video. The, the That's thing a big it, demon to be yeah. walking around with. That's I, I I salute him to be going on TV every day and and have that in the back of your mind yeah. that that's something that happened to you. That's nuts. Yep. So um, Butler was arrested for Kellerman for the Kellerman slaying on, slaying on October 27th. Two days later, he pleaded not guilty to the murder and arson. On July 8th. Oh wait, to murder and arson, and he was held on bail for a hundred one point twenty five million dollars. Mm. Prosecutors claim Butler was the only suspect in the case for the murder of Kellerman yeah. and arson for attempt to cover up for of trying to burn the evidence. On July eighth, two thousand five, a Los Angeles judge ruled that there was su- sufficient evidence for Butler to stand trial on the charges of murder and arson. On March twenty seventh, two thousand six. Butler pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter and arson in the 2004 death of Kellerman. On April 5th, Butler was sentenced to 25 years and four months in prison. That's it? 25, 29 years and four months in prison. And what year was this? This was in 2006. This is when he was... He'll be eligible for parole in like 2022. And this is by... 2006, superior, 29 years? This is by a Superior Court judge. 29 That's crazy. Years. Like, he'll, he'll be eligible for parole in... The next 15 years. If I was Max Kellerman, I would be at every parole hearing telling the story about how I don't have a brother for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. at every parole hearing, making sure he doesn't get out of jail. And that would be my mission until the day I died is every time you're up for parole, I'm going to come here and I'm going to read this letter that I wrote to you about how awful you are and how awful the things that you did to my brother who was doing something nice for you is. That's gross. And uh, that is so sad about I mean, his brother dying is sad, but, like, I, I don't know Max Kellerman, but you feel like you know somebody who you right. see on TV all the time. Exactly, so it's right. just crazy to that that's, like, a demon that's in his life. You yep. know, like, that's a demon in his closet of, like, you know, horrible things that have happened in his life. And that's not, crazy. Yeah, not saying he's supposed to bring it up all the time. Right, but exactly. It's just, like, it's just like, you wouldn't, like, I wouldn't damn. guess. If you were to go, give, give me five guesses about things that you think Max Kellerman has been there. I'd be like, probably got in a couple fights in school maybe he wanted to be a boxer when right. he was in high school and it didn't work out so he decided to write about boxing mm-hmm. maybe he you know i don't know but maybe he lost a parent you know mm-hmm. at a at a at a early age to lose a parent at i would never guess that his brother got beat to death by a a former washed up boxer and then right. they burned his i would never guess that about anybody mm-hmm. so because that sounds so like a movie right. it sounds so crazy that, that that's nuts yeah so Yep, so he was sentenced to 29 years and four months in prison. He said that he always been sorry for what he did, and <sighs> in the end, he so thought of Sam Kellerman as a friend. Quote. Ah, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, so that was James Butler Dream. Like, his... Even his though he's bipolar, just, like, fuck you. Was, his shit was just spiraling out of control. Yeah. And, like, him, I guess, him living... He always bipolar, then he have anger issues, then you, you go to... Being a top boxer and you get the nickname the Harlan Hammer, then you start losing fights, then charity events, then you end Ruin up on a friend's yeah. yeah, you lose your wife, your girlfriend and your son, then you end up on a couch on your friend's couch. It's like, God damn. So I guess I would assume when he went, Hey man, you gotta go. Like that was the trigger was where it was it. like this is all I have left. I I will yep. be in on the street. This is the only kind of comfort that I have left. I used to have Maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe the, not millions. This is my only, have... this is only my friend left. This is the only person I got left in my yep. family, probably. Yep. 
So you know, because his mom didn't give a shit. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know where his brother is. They ain't saying anything about his brother. Yeah. So. So you went from probably having like hundreds of thousands of dollars being you know notarized and people you know coming up to you on the streets, and all that's gone. Your family's gone because you don't have any money. And now the bed, literally the last little bit of, of shelter you have left is being compromised. I think that might have just made him snap. But still, fuck you. Don't don't you don't get to say he was your friend anymore mm-hmm. after you killed him. You don't get to say that anymore. So fuck you, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So um, before I got, I want to do my, I want to give out my sources because it was I went to like three different articles. I was all over the place. Okay. I used Murderpedia for some of the stuff. I used an ESPN article. Uh huh. And I used another article. A website is called the the Sweet Science. Ooh. So that's where I got um my information from, and that's nice. James Butler Jr. That was um that was a harsh story, man. That that. Um, when you hear somebody that you kind of have a reference to and like you put a face to, I'm assuming Maybe you're right. looks so like wait, Max so Kellerman. The guy that got knocked out was, you said he had the blonde hair? Yeah, he had a short, okay, like I Cisco dude, haircut. I think this dude is white. You can't see, but you see his arm. This is this is James Butler him right there. That's him. That's him. Okay. That's him. Yeah, okay. That's him. All right. The other, no, but I'm saying the other guy okay, with the blonde hair is black too. Okay, all right. He is? Oh, he right. just has Cisco hair. Okay. Yeah, that's him. Yep, that's him. I'm gonna put that video up on Twitter, okay? Because it's crazy, cool. And and it's also crazy when you see it in it's still in highlight videos of like worst boxing moments. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that he also was a murderer. Mm-hmm. I just thought he just did some fucked up thing in boxing. And the thing, so that's extra crazy. The thing about it is, I could find it on YouTube right now of him. Not yeah. Catching, you know. And then the thing about it, Steph was like, I told her what I was doing, and she was like, "Whoa, that's crazy." So where did you hear the story from? I was like, I have no, I don't even know. Where I saw it, I like I it's like I heard it and, and saw it. And I was like, I gotta do it. And I yeah. just completely forgot where the fuck I even got the story from. I yeah. went into it so quick and started reading into it. I don't even remember what. I don't know if I saw it on TV or right. YouTube. I don't know where the fuck I saw. I mean, story. that's nuts. Man. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that. I saw Kev Kellum. I was like, whoa. I was like, damn. Yeah, that's nuts. I did uh, Jennifer Hudson on whatever story, whatever episode that was, and it was kind of a similar kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, you can put a face to it. But even though, like, her whole family got killed, the way you told that story from the other... I didn't have as much detail on the guy that killed Jennifer Hudson's whole family. So you kind of... It caught me off guard because you start to be like, damn, this guy can't catch a break. And then he does something so horrible that that caught me way off guard than even the whole Jennifer Hudson family getting killed, which is also very sad, but I didn't tell it as well as you just told that. So good job. Some stories... Thank you. But some stories you, like... This one, it was like you got the picture in the face of the person they talking about, or yeah. it was ready to, and it was like that's when you just get into it. I got right into it. I was like, because I would assume he kind of looks like Max Kellerman, right? So yeah, you know, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's that's that's so that's yeah. crazy, man. Sorry to Max Kellerman, that is um yeah, a man. tragedy, and I'm um, sorry that that happened to you. But shout out to you for going out and succeeding and being yeah. on a hot show, and you know, you know, doing still, your craft, still as, broadcasting boxing. And yeah, like, you know, I mean. It, you do your craft very well, yeah, and I man. salute you for you know being able to do that with the, the demons that you have. Maybe I can get him listed episode. Yeah, I, I don't think he would want to oh, listen to yeah, this true. episode. Um, yeah, I don't think he would want to. I wouldn't want to even reach out. Yeah, to, that's true. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't yeah, do that. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't gonna do it. I'm yeah, just saying maybe. Yeah, don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't want to do that. What I will say is, who I am trying to currently get to listen to this episode is one Peter Wentz from the legendary band Fallout Boy. That is my personal mission. Uh, I just, I think Pete Wentz is an absolute rock star. And you can't name me another bass player 
who's the front man of, of a band. Mm. He really is the pioneer of that. Where Fall Out Boy, Patrick Stump is the lead singer of Front Boy. You know, he um, uh, the lead singer of Fall Out Boy. He's mm. the, you know, <laughs> he, he's the one with the voice. Mm. But when I went to go see Fall Out Boy, Pete Wentz is the one that, like, when, the, when they finish singing, he's like, all right, guys, <laughs> how you guys doing out there? Like, he's mm. the guy that, he's the leader of Fall Out Boy. Mm. And I would love that kind of leadership to just kind of come in Give us an honest review. Is he the one that does most of the singing? Coming up the bad door, no. First of all, that's Panic at the Disco. Oh. So no. <laughs> Wait, so, so who no. was the lead singer for that? His name's Brendan Yuri. It's a whole different band. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, Patrick Stump is. This ain't a scene, it's a goddamn arms race. Is they the ones that did the Michael Jackson uh Yeah, mix? they did they oh, did the okay. Beat It remix yeah. and danced it. That's Dance, my shit. Dance. Yeah, it was on Madden. Yeah. That's so shit. that's not Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz is the guy that plays bass. And most of their songs aren't really bass oriented. So he's just is kind of in the background like boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom. And this guy, Patrick Stump, is like. <laughs> and then when it's done, Patrick Stump will like go drink some water. And then Pete Wentz will be like, uh, yeah. Do you guys like that? We just rocked out. He's got like eyeshadow on, but they sing like. Does he have like black hair or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's like, so. he oh, thinks okay. he's in a completely different right. band. <laughs> yeah, because he wear like checkered pants and shit. Yeah, Pete Wentz <laughs> thinks he's like in a metal band. But Pat Fall Out Boy's like, you know, poppy, kind of fun. Uh, but he's like, yeah, Hell Satan, are you guys ready? Whoa. Me and Sierra saw they did a live MTV live concert and they were singing some song, like, you know, we're going down, down, do, 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 do. some like, you know, some pop fun song. And it cuts to him. He's like, Wow, shaka wow! Like he's like doing screamo shit. Like Pete Wentz dances to the beat of his own drum, and I would love for him to bring his unique vision over to our podcast and just let us know honestly. Like, do you fuck with us? Cause we fuck with you, bro. I got mad love for Pete Wentz. Fallout Boy molded me through my, you know, sixteen, fifteen to like seventeen. Mm-hmm. Them and my chemical romance that was my i didn't have the hair but inside i was an emo kid you know mm-hmm. i i didn't have the one bang over the eye but you know people might have saw me with my hoodie up and thought i was listening to ti or something like that but mm-hmm. i was listening to when i was a young boy my father took me into the city so that kind of music will always have a place in my heart and pete wentz is like the ultimate guy for me so mm-hmm. pete wentz it's Pete Wentz watch until we get Pete Wentz to give us leave us a review on, on Apple Podcast. You don't have to even like tag us in or nothing like that. Just go and leave us a review. That's that's my mission for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I will not stop until that happens. So it's Pete Wentz watch until we get that review, you know, certified by one Peter Bar- Bartholomew Wentz. That is our only goal. That's his, you know his whole name? I'm assuming. Oh, oh, all right. That's a guess. But he just looks like it. Okay. He looks like that would be. Well, since we're on that note, shout out to uh, Paramore. Uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah you know, right. Haley Williams. You know, Haley Williams, that's yeah, my baby, yeah, you know. Haley Williams, I mean, her last name is Williams, so calm down, but you know. So, hey, man, I got, ain't no relation to you, bro. And you say, look, man, so anyway, but you know what I mean, so, you know, yeah, so all of that Shout kind out of, to Haley. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what, that's what my goal is right now. So, everybody, you know, when you see that hashtag, Peter Wentz Watch. I'm about to try to find her email, you know, Paramore. At what? Paramore.com. Paramore. <laughs> Paramore. So uh when you guys see that hashtag Pete Wentz watch, just know that we're doing that for the you know, we're doing that for the culture. We're trying to get Pete Wentz onto the affirmative murder uh bandwagon and we won't stop until it happens. So you they know They got an online chat, you know, like an assistant. Look, man, chat look, now. Lay, leave Haley Williams alone, okay? We're in the middle of recording the episode. But yeah, so um Dear Haley. <laughs> 
have what a you, podcast. What is this, Stan? <laughs> you Stan? Dear Haley, you wrote me, but I'm still not calling back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when you guys see that hashtag, just, you know, sh- you know, show us some love. Let me get some retweets. Help us. Help us get Pete Wentz's attention, man. We need that. I love that guy, man. I, we, 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 we want that. We want that. We want that love from him, and we kind of want to let – we want him to validate us. But, you know, awesome, that'd be hella awesome. I don't even like I said, I don't even want him to tweet us or anything. I just just if I went on to the Apple podcast review things and just said, like, Peter Bartholomew Wentz, you guys are pretty good. Thumbs up. I hit a backflip off of this table. And need right. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be so cool. Like my if my 15 year old self would be like, what? I know Pete Wentz. Like, even though <laughs> it wouldn't be that directly, but it would feel like that. Like, right. oh, my God, like me and him are friends. So, um, we but I'm sorry. Yeah, we didn't do that. Huh? We went, we went way into that. You did anyway. Well, look, man, I got a, <laughs> I got a love for alt rock bands from the early 2000s. But we're gonna get back into what we do here, which is talk about fucked up shit. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. And my guy, I got a good one. So stay tuned. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, it is my go. Fran, are you ready for my affirmative murder? Yes. Okay. <laughs> This week, my affirmative murder is the story of Magdalena Salas, the high priestess of blood. Okay. 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 Magdalena Salas came from a poor family and most likely dysfunctional. Apparently, she began to practice the profession of prostitution at a young age, a profession in which she worked until a, a, a profession in which she worked until she, along with her brother Eleazar Salas, who also acted as her pimp, joined. The Santos. Huh? Wait, what? Her brother acted as her pimp. Was her pimp. So that's the kind of family dynamic wow. we're dealing okay. with in this, yeah. with this, with these people. Jeez. So they, so they were a pimp hoe. I'm sorry. Well, um, <laughs> they were a pimp sex worker dynamic. That that word pimp and it just goes in my brain. It goes. It, it blame the hip hop music. I'm sorry if to anybody who's a sex worker listening. To this, I don't know, but you always want to be you know sensitive to that kind of stuff. But pimp and hoe just Snoop Dogg ingrain that in me. <laughs> so pimp that pimp and sex worker relationship is what that with is what uh Eleazar and Magdalena were doing until they met uh Santos and uh Cayetano Hernandez who were cult leaders. Were these all Hispanic people? Yes. This okay. was in Mexico. Okay, all right. So they met these these this brother and sister met these two brothers named Santos and Cayetano and they joined their cult. So yeah, oh yeah. This happened in 1963. So now here I'm going to yeah, Here we go. Strap in cuz this is going to be a good one. Uh okay. In late 1962 and early 1963, brothers Santos and Cayetano Hernandez, a pair of petty criminals, devised a scam which they thought was brilliant and would solve all their monetary problems. They reached the small town of Yerba Buena, a marginalized community community in northern Mexico with little more than 50 people. All of them mired in extreme poverty and mostly illiterate. So they found a little town full of dummies. Okay. And we're like, we're going to. Oh, so all the people in this town couldn't read. They couldn't read. They were super poor. Okay. And, you know, they came and were like, well, you know what? I know how to exploit these people. What is it called again? What's that Yer- Yerba Buena. Okay. I don't know what either of those words mean. I think <laughs> Buena means good. So whatever Yerba means, it's good. Yep. Uh,. They came to this town and they proclaimed themselves prophets and high priests of the powerful and exiled Inca god. Now, what is hilarious is Incan people were from, like, Peru. So mm-hmm. they weren't even from Mexico. Mm-hmm. But these people, again, they're illiterate, low-educated, don't really know. They were like, 
uh, Inca, we know that word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys must, you know, if you guys say that, then sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) They were told that the Inca god, in return for worship and tribute, would give them treasures hidden in the caves of the mountains surrounding the village. So it's always like you take some desperately poor people and tell them you'll give them something, and then they end up following you for Mm -hmm. some reason. Um, These mountains is where they also said they performed their uh, rites and which and rituals, their rites and rituals. And they would soon come, they would soon come to claim authority over their former kingdom and punish the unbelievers. So basically they said, look, man, we've been, we've been banished by God to here and we still have powers though. And if you believe in us, then we'll provide you riches and stuff. Hmm. Um, How do you get them and out? if you don't follow us, we'll smite you. Like you'll die, we'll we'll kill you. Yeah, but not like with a gun, like with like plagues and like spells and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, typical bullshit stuff. So you get a man. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hernandezes were completely ignorant because the Inca gods belonged to the mythology of pre-Hispanic Peru. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it would have been more logical to say that they were Aztec gods because. Mayans were Mexicans before the Spanish came and, and, you know, colonized them and turned them into Mexicans. Mm. Uh, But many inhabitants of Yerba Buena, prisoners of ignorance and misery, believed this nonsense. Thus, the Hernandez, the Hernandez has found a relatively prosperous sect, you know, a sect from all the cult things we do just means like this particular uh, grouping of people. Their, their cult is a sect is another word for cult. Okay. So they formed this sect in this little town of Dunnies. Uh, anyway, all Mexican people. Yes. Okay. Except they thought that the the brothers were Incan, Incan. gods. Okay. Because they're dummies. So the Mayans banged the Indians, turned them into Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Always Sunny. <laughs> uh, followers. So so now they because they uh bought into this whole handedly. So check this crazy shit out. The followers demanded economic and sexual taxes both men and women of this uh the followers were like well you know we follow you guys so we want money and we want to be able to fuck the people here that we want to fuck so these are the, these are people that these are the in 50 the town. these are the 50 people so they they got so into the belief that what they convinced them that they started getting cocky where they're like we follow the the Hernandez brothers so we want to fuck who we want to fuck, and we want we want gold, and yeah. All right, so now I'm confused about who are they saying this to? They the other people. So it's 50 people there, but not everybody. It's tier system. Oh, there are so some people. To... There are some people that might be like, I'm at tier three, oh, but, but you're at tier two, so we get to fuck the tier threes. Oh, got you. Okay, like we have more belief in the Hernandez brothers, mm. so we are higher up than you guys, so we get to fuck you guys. Okay. Men and women were saying this. Like, women, if they wanted to fuck a man, it was like, I don't care if you're married. I'm a two. You're a three. Hmm. So I get to fuck you. (laughs) So, you know, feminism. And take your money and shit? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, feminism. Wow. Um, The the Hernandezes went from being simple thieves to cheats and sexual slaveholders, organizing orgies in which they used narcotics. The cult continued running like that with no problem for a while after which the believers began to grow impatient at not seeing the promises fulfilled, mm-hmm. i.e. getting yeah. gold and all the things that they were promised because it doesn't exist because they're not ink and gods, you fucking idiots. What, they thought about a mid-sex? 
they probably thought about it at after sex, which is uh-huh. when some of my most profound thoughts come to me. Where it's like, you know what? I mean, the orgy was cool, but I'm still real poor and dusty, oh, shit. and my 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 chariot isn't made of gold like I was promised. I, I'm gonna talk to them about this in the morning, you know, because they're too tired to get up from all the hours of orgy sex. Right. So like, I'm gonna talk to the Hernandezes in the morning about this because I feel like that should be coming any day now. Like it's tax money, like. I feel like that the gold should be in the mail by now. Like if I don't get it by next week, I'm I'm gonna say something. You know? I think it was mid pump. Mid pump? Like I thought about that. Nah. Mid pump, <laughs> you're like you start questioning everything while you're in the middle of an awesome orgy. Nah. They got tired of doing it. It's like Oh, okay. Wait. It was like this is or this this is the third orgy in two days. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't wanna do this anymore. I wanna spend money. That's a good point. That's that's a that's a take. That's a take on it. I like that. I like that. Uh yeah. So the brothers devised a plan. They went to Monterey in search of prostitutes who wanted to be a part of their farce, which is a trick or a fake or a fraud or whatever. That's what mm. a farce is. Yeah. And made contact with Magdalena and her brother, who agreed during a ritual they presented using a cheap magic trick and a smoke screen. Wow. <laughs> so so they so they grabbed Magdalena. They brought her back to Yerba Buena. And then they did a magic trick in front of everybody with Magdalena. And check this out. So Magdalena, they they told they told they told the the fifty people in this town that Magdalena Salas was the re was a reincarnated goddess. So what they did like you smoke and like poof her into the yeah they were like they were like this is a they were like and smoke just... came and she just appeared and they were and they were like this is Mananche she's the... also an Incan goddess. The fuck out of here. Yeah, well, then I won't get the fuck out of here because this is fucking real, and I'm not even close to being done. So, so, uh, <laughs> so they prevent they presented her to the people of Yerba Buena as uh, a reincarnated goddess. Uh, but what no one encountered, what, what no one counted on, was that Magdalena would start to believe the lie. Shortly, the one. What? Go ahead. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! <laughs> so, so yeah, so they she found a, in- they found a sex worker in another town who was. Being pimped out by her brother, they go. They they didn't go. They didn't go up to her on some like sci-fi movie shit. Like you're an Incan god. They said, "Hey man, you want to be a part of a trick?" All right, that's her way. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so she was in on the trick. Uh huh. But now she thinks she's the legit. The, the, the smoke screen and the magic trick was so good that she was like, "You know you what? Maybe I am." Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> wow. All right. So shortly after joining the sect, you're in on the trick. <laughs> <laughs> what the like? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. This is whatever her name is. Uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah. I this, guess this I've been real. reincarnated. <laughs> yeah. I, that was that was clearly you just did a, a, a exorcism on me and put a, a old spirit in my wow. body. Yeah. So <laughs> shortly after joining the sect, Magdalena took over. By then, two fans tired of sexual abuses wanted to leave the sect. The other believers, prisoners of fear, were charged before the high priests. Uh, Salas condemnation, which was um, the two Hernandez brothers and her brother, uh, whose name escapes me right now, but it doesn't matter. It'll come back up at some point. I forgot. His, but so basically, they became her second in command once she started believing the lie. Because I guess the Hernandez brothers were like, "Well, it's better than we are. We kind of built this whole thing and she took Most, it over, but it's better it. than leaving." So they, she went to top. She went to number one. They dropped down to number two, but they still had control over the fifty people. Oh, okay. And they took two people who were like, "Look, man, my dick is chafed, or my vagina is sore, and I don't want to have sex anymore. So I want to leave. Can I leave?" Uh-huh. And they were like, 
you have you guys have to go before the Silas condemnation, which was those three people, uh-huh. the two brothers who started the cult and her brother. And that that Silas condemnation said that they gave those two people the death penalty. Wow. The two unfortunates were lynched by the terrified adherents. So the other 48 people of the, and these are all, I don't know the specific numbers, but like the other people of the town Mm -hmm. lynched the two people who wanted to leave. Damn. Uh, was this all? Was this all because they wanted to, or was they was told? They to? was scared. They were scared. They still believed oh. that she was the god. So they were like, "Well, she said that you guys, the 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 Silas condemnation said mm-hmm. you guys are sentenced to death. So we don't want to get sent to hell or whatever right. they believe in. So we have to do this because she said so. Because she's the goddess. Um, shortly after joining the second. Oh wait, no, I already read that. Uh, after these two murders, as what after these. After these two murders, as is the characteristics of a serial of a serial killer, their crimes evolved, becoming more violent. Bored with simple orgies, she began to demand human sacrifice. She devised a blood ritual. Uh, the sacrificed, which was always a dissenting member. So whenever somebody was like, um, I don't want to do this anymore. She'd be like, I need to do a sacrifice. The, the gods have told me. That I need to I need to sacrifice someone and it's going to be you, Gerald. And he was like, "What? Well, well, I just want to leave. Can mm-hmm. I leave? No, no, no. You've been selected to be sacrificed. The gods want this, so grab him." And then everybody else scared. Okay, was it was it like grabbed him? What I'm thinking is, was it like she got tired of the orgies and she was like, "I need to something. I need something new." Yeah, I think she's okay. It be, it's right. like escalation. It's right. like I it's think, like when you go from weed to crack. Sure, but that's not statistically <laughs> accurate. Don't go spreading false false stuff about about weed. Weed is great, and if you want to smoke it, smoke I, it. It won't lead to crack. I'm just, I, I think my point I, is, I'm I think saying... it's more. I think it's more like Jeffrey Dahmer started out like going to gay clubs, and then he killed his first man, and then he started like beheading Butchered them and them studying shit. them, yeah, and then yeah. he started eating them. Like it just kept one thing became more boring, and it was like I need to go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So she got sick of these debaucherous orgies, and she was like, you know what? I want to take a a bloodbath in somebody's blood, and then it, you know, and then it escalated. Or no, actually, it escalated from the Orgy. the day she realized she had the ability to get them to lynch somebody. Oh. It was like, oh, you guys will do that? Okay, well, that was cool. I want to do something like that again. She getting carried away. Yeah. So after the two people, now she's like, let's start doing blood or blood uh, sacrifice. You have pictures of her? Could you find any pictures of her? I could not find no. any pictures okay. of her. Uh, yeah. So the the people that she sacrificed were always dissenting members. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would be brutally beaten, burned, cut, and maimed by all the members of the cult. So did she watch this? Yeah, she. Lo- that was her favorite part. It's like to see somebody it- burn is like, Damn. wow. They did it in the forties. <sighs> Shout out to Alabama. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, mm. they were always burned and maimed by all the cult members. Thereafter, she practiced bloodletting. The victim was made to bleed to death. The blood was dis- was deposited in a cup mixed with chicken blood. The ritual also included animal sacrifices and the use of narcotics such as marijuana and peyote. So everybody's high off their ass, fucking passing around a goblet full of chicken and people blood. Mm. Um, and drinking it? Oh, yeah. Oh, Silas drank from yeah. the chalice and then gave the drink to the priest, who was Hernandez... The Hernandez brothers and her brother Eleazar. That's his name. Eleazar mm-hmm. Silas would first they would drink the cup first because the leaders gotta get you don't get to just get the tasty treat 
and you're not high up on the ranking. First, the first the higher ups got to get the tasty treat, and then you guys get sloppy seconds. Mm. So they would pass it from her to <sighs> the Hernandez brothers to her brother Eleazar, and finally gave it to the other members. Presumably, so presumably, this gave them extra natural powers. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> now, <laughs> now based on the elements from Aztec mythology, the blood was only decent. Oh wait, the blood was the only yeah. Sorry. So they took this aspect from the Aztecs, even though they told them they were Incans. So they were all over the place. So they took this aspect from the Aztecs. And, and this this aspect was that blood was the only decent food for the gods. Uh, through it, it preserved their immortality. So they convinced a pretty large group. I mean, 50 people's pretty large. Down to like 45 now because they started killing people, but... Even still, 45 people thinking that drinking chicken blood and a blood of somebody you knew. I wouldn't think that if, if I drink your blood, I would age slower or something. Like, I know you. I don't know. There's there's nothing special in your blood that's going to, like, make me age slower or something. And not in chicken blood either. That shit is disgusting. You, they pass around, what is it, like a bowl? Like a goblet. You know, like a little fancy cu- chalice. And it's people blood. People and... bl- Half people blood, half chicken blood. And they just pass it around. Yeah. But they pass it around to the leaders first, and then you guys get sloppy seconds at the end. That makes me gassed. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the reality of it, bro. Just try not to ever fall into the, you know, the lure of a cult. Um, what else do they preserve? Yeah, uh, the goddess. <laughs> the goddess needed to drink blood to stay young forever. Magdalena was supposedly the reincarnation of the Aztec goddess, Coatzlacue. Again, they completely jumped religions or, you know, fates. Mm-hmm. The only way I would even, the, something I would compare it to to try to make it make sense of how crazy it is, is if you were joined a cult based on religion, I mean, based on Christianity, mm-hmm. and then after you were doing this for like six months, they'd be like, all right, cool. So now we're going to go uh, give such and such a bar mitzvah. It's like, that's what? a completely different, right. you're like, wait, <laughs> what? You know? So they, they went to completely, she's a goddess from another religion. Is anybody else on, is, is like. Well, if they were, point? they'd be like, you know what? You, you've been selected to be sacrificed. That's how it worked. When you would be like, I don't really, oh, I call so bullshit they, on that. I think oh, okay. I, I don't want to do this you. anymore. I'd be like, well, we're going to eat you now. Okay. Or burn you and cut you and drain your blood mm-hmm. out of your body. Uh, You're causing us a problem, so we gotta get you out of here. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the butchering went on for six continuous weeks in 1963, a period in which four Damn. people died in this terrible way. In the last sacrifices, they reached the point of dissecting the heart of the victims alive. It was a night in May 1963 when a 14 year old local resident, Sebastian Guerrero, wandered near the caves where the Salas sect was performing their rites. They took his heart out? Not- Is that what you said? Yeah, they take they started taking people's hearts out while they were alive. But I don't know if how. I'll, what do you mean with a knife? I mean, they probably died in the. Pro- I'm I'm sure the heart. Once you I'm take the heart out, that. I'm talking about. That. I'm just talking about them actually just like slicing somebody open. And well, just at this point, they've already out. been lynching people and burning people and cutting people with knives and doing all kind of drinking blood. So this is nothing for them. Once you've established in your mind that like a body is. Just like a lamb, once you just like once you cut off that part of like mm-hmm. this is a human being, it's as simple as cutting into a steak. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've 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 thought about the and I don't mean to sound crazy, but I've thought about this a lot. Where if you cut a piece of 
giant chunk of flesh off of me or not me, but off of human mm -hmm. and put it in front of me and told me it was human meat. I don't think I could cut into it, but it's no tougher than steak. Mm -hmm. But I cut into steak like it's nothing. Just like I can't. You could give me a knife and, and be like cut into my arm. I just don't think I could do it. Right. But your skin is no thicker than, you know, a pork chop or a mm -hmm. piece of chicken. So I have the ability to cut into it. Yeah. But it's just something about it is like, but that's a person, though. I can't do that. It's just my body won't let me. Once you cut that off, man, I'll cut your head off and cut your heart out, <laughs> snatch your nuts off and, you know, oh. pop them out and all kind of shit, you know? Juggle them and shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not hard to juggle two nuts. <laughs> I'll take two of your nuts. I'll get another guy to take one of his nuts out. Then you got a real, you know, that's a real juggling. You know, two nuts is, that's not real juggling. A, a clown would look at you and call bullshit on you. They'd be like, that's fake. You're not, you're not a real juggler. You're not a real nut juggler. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, in, yeah. So, it was a night in May 1963 when a 14-year-old local resident of um, another town in Mexico named Sebastian Guerrero, wandered near the caves where the Solace sect was performing their rites. Attracted by the lights and noises coming out of one of the caves, he came sniffing around, met a terrible sight, and silently watched the terrible slaughter that a poor and unknown victim suffered. And I'm sorry, let me take that back. Sebastian was from Yerba Buena. Okay. But he went up. But he was a young kid, and he went up into the mountains. He was just wandering around. He just was wandering around, and they did their they did their rituals in the mountains near Yerba Buena. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of like, "Where's all the adults?" And he wandered up into the mountains and saw some dude getting like his heart ripped what out. Was he was he like not noticed? Was he doing it like hidden, or they knew he was? Dead? Oh yeah, he was like hiding behind a rock. Okay. Like right. he was okay. like he wasn't supposed to see it. Okay. So uh, it was. Damn. That was like fucking crazy for him. Oh yeah. Uh, terrified, he ran over 25 kilometers. Don't really know what that is. It might be like 20 miles, mm -hmm. something like that. I don't really, I can't remember the conversion, but it's like a lot. It's pretty, that's pretty far. He ran from Yerba Buena to the, to the town of Villa Gran to the nearest police station. Exhausted and still in shock, he failed to give any other description of the group of murderers who prey on ecstasy and who were gluttonous gluttonously drinking human blood so he probably hauled ass oh yeah he booked it i mean he saw something <laughs> crazy and ran so his de his description of them to the police was they were a group of murderer of murderers who prey on ecstasy and who were gluttonously drinking human blood like vampires mm. so they were like what what are you on get the fuck out of here you know mm. like if somebody came in i don't i'm sure that sounded better in in spanish mm. but if somebody came busted into a police station in america and was like Oh my God! There's a bunch of drugged up people drinking blood in the cave around the corner. He'd be like, "Look, man, are you on drugs? Right. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. They're vampires. What are you talking about?" <laughs> um. So the officers laughed at the babbling statements of Guerrero, taking them as the ravings of a disturbed or drugged boy. Mm -hmm. The next morning, an officer, investigator Luis Martinez, escorted him home, and in the process, he was able to show him where he had seen the vampires. The last that was the last day that Sebastian Guerrero and Luis Martinez were seen alive. Damn, that's the police officer and the guy. Yep. And the boy, the 14-year-old oh, boy. boy. Yeah, he was a Damn. young boy. Well, yeah. So, yeah. police like, what's going on here? Got too close. I think the pol <laughs> I <laughs> I picture it as like him being like, "All right, man, I think you've had enough time to get the drugs out of your system. Let me take you home." And the kid's terrified and he's like, 
look, let me show you the cave. And he's like, yeah, sure, the cave full of, oh, my God. And there's, like, blood everywhere. And he's like, oh, I got to get back to my car and get the walkie-talkie. And then, like, uh, 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 um, what's her name? Uh, Magdalena and the Hernandez brothers and her brother uh, are standing at the, at the entrance of the, of the cave like, you shouldn't be here. Right. And then they grab him. And that was the last time mm. that you ever saw those two That's ever again. That's fucking crazy. Uh-oh. I pictured it as they was like, okay, let's go past it. He keeps talking about it, like, let's drive past it. And he goes there, like, okay, wait in the car. I'm going to go check this out. And he walks up there and mm-hmm. start asking questions and shit. And that's when they get him. Yeah. You asking too many questions. Yeah, yeah, the kid in the car said something about there's some vampires up here or something like that. And they're like, oh, that kid's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, officer. Would you like something to drink? They hit him upside the head. Yep. Yep. You know. <laughs> then they get the kid out of the car. Yep. Go, you know, sacrifice them. They're gone. Mm. Uh... Police, police, dismayed by the disappearance of Guerrero and Martinez, took the case seriously. They started talking about a satanic cult. On May 31st, 1963, police, in conjunction with the Army, deployed an operation in Yerba Buena. Eleazar and Magdalena Salas were arrested on a farm in the town. In possession of a considerable amount of marijuana, uh, Santos, Her- Santos Hernandez was shot by the police, bullet were shot by police bullets while re- by, while resisting arrest. So one of the Santos Hernandez was killed by the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cayetano uh, Hernandez was the victim of his own lies. He was assassinated by one of the crazy members of the sect called Jesus. But, mm, it's, it's Mexico called Jesus Rubio, who before the crisis wanted to be a part of the body, the body of high priestess. Uh, who wanted to be a part of the body of high priests for protection. So he got Selena. So uh, Cayetano got killed by some guy who was like, who wanted to be, he wanted to be, he wanted to go up a level and be like, come on, man, I want to protect you guys. Like you guys are my idols and my gods. Like, can I, can I protect you guys? And he's like, no, man, you, you're you're not ready for this. But Mm -hmm. really it was like, it's all bullshit. So only we get the benefit. Right. And he he came back and probably was like, I just wanted to protect you, man. Like crying and shit. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, man. Whoa, calm down, man. Like you can be, you can be in the, you can be a part of it. It's stabbed, you know, and he got stabbed yeah, by a crazy it. fan. Hey. So once again, we are not uh Cayetano Hernandez and we are not Selena. Don't run up on us. Crazy. Show us love. When you see us approach me cautiously. Um, yeah. In subsequent investigations, they found first the carved-up bodies of Sebastian Guerrero and Luis Martinez near a farm where the Salas siblings were arrested. They had removed the heart of the latter in style of the Aztec sacrifice. So they removed Sebastian Guerrero's heart. They then found the bodies... Uh, then, they then found the bodies also dismembered of the other six persons in the vicinity of the cave. So they found six other people who were all just hacked up. Damn. Near the cave. So they found... Uh, it was already dead. They, was already they were dead. already... These were all sacrifices. Oh, okay. So they found Sebastian Guerrero dead with his heart removed. They mm. found Luis Martinez dead. I don't know if they didn't describe what how he was dead. And then they also found six other bodies that were all dismembered. All near the cave where Luis Guerrero Damn. that night saw them doing sacrifices. He was just all just sit, just laying? Oh, man. Yeah. And he lived up there? Or that's what he just that's did? That's where they did the sacrifices. Okay, I got you. Uh, Magdalena and Eleazar Salas were sentenced to 50 years in prison for only two homicides, those of the Guerrero and Martinez. 
they were not able to confirm their participation in the other six murders because all the cult members arrested refused to testify. Many members of the sect were shot in the shootout with the police because as they were armed, they barricaded themselves in the caves. Those who were arrested were sentenced to 30 years in prison for six counts of murder in the form of group gang murder or lynching. So this is for the dismembered bodies that they found mm -hmm. as well. So she wasn't charged. So even though they got caught, they still remained loyal and didn't point them out as being as they didn't point Magdalena or her brother uh, Eleazar as participants in the six killings. They only mm -hmm. got charged in the killing of the cop and the young boy. Oh, okay. And the other members of the cult all got 30 years for killing those six people. Damn. For lynching them. Right. Or for gang murder. Um, the illiterate and... I don't know what that word is. Uh, pauperized condition served as mitigating factor. So I would assume in that situation is because they were so stupid and poor, people were like take it easy on them like don't give them life or don't give them the death penalty because they, they come shit. from a small town right. they don't know any better and they couldn't they they weren't smart sure so take it easy on them give them 30 years don't kill them uh murder what if this is like a like a um like a story like a tale they 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 tell probably now the tale of magdalena mm -hmm. the the witch the witch doctor uh, it was not until years later that some ex-cult members spoke of the horrors of the cult. So, that's it. That Damn. is the story of Magdalena Salas, the high priestess of blood. I just can't get over it was a magic trick, and then she just went on full-blown and was like, Yeah, I would come this now. <laughs> I would compare it to, what's that movie? I would compare it to... Um, um, in the movie Up, Up, and Away, which is a Disney Channel movie, all the parents have superpowers, but the young kid doesn't get his superpowers. But then he is embarrassed by this, mm -hmm. so he takes all the screws off the front door of his house so that when he walks into the door, when he walks into the house, the door comes off the hinges and it looks like it's, it's during a party. So all the all the superheroes' parents' friends are there, mm -hmm. and he walks in and like poosh, the door comes off. He's like, oh, my God. I, I ripped the door off by accident, right. but he did it on purpose. And then all the parents are like, oh, wow, he got his powers. That's that's great. That would be like if he then was like, I guess I do have my powers now, even though he right. is the one and then tried to like <laughs> stop a car. You know what I mean? Like oh, and then right, tried right, to right, like, right. I guess I have powers now. Right. So let me go try to do superhero things. You tried to trick the fool, everybody. And now you think you get your powers. Yeah. I mean, like he approached you. <laughs> you were a sex worker in another town and he told you. It would be like somebody asking you to be a part of a magic trick, and then once the magic trick is done, it's like, well, you're a demon, right? I mean, that was... It's like, no, I, I told you how the trick works. I, I I told you it was a trick. I explained the whole thing to you. I, did, I, showed the, <laughs> I told you the whole behind the scenes of the trick. I was like, nah, man, I mean, that's demon stuff, what you just did. Am I a demon now? Never, no, man, never mind. But instead of saying, never mind, and go back to wherever you came you, from and be a sex worker, they let her become the yep. leader. They let that's her crazy. become the leader of the cult. Fuck that. Yeah, man. so that was... um. That was uh, Magdalena Salas, the High Priestess of Blood. Uh, you did a story on Jimmy Butler, the small forward for the Tim Minnesota Timberwolves. No, that's not. That's, no? That's incorrect. Okay. No, it was James Butler James Jr., Butler. a boxer. A boxer. Who, a disgraced boxer who tragically killed Max Kellerman's yes, younger brother. That's correct. Sam Kellerman. Yeah, he killed. Yeah, Sam Kellerman. Yeah, he has a name himself. I'm sorry. Um, and, yeah, so 
that's another one in the books guys um we would love to um for you guys to continue with the um uh, the reviews on itunes they have been very nice we got a very nice comparison to somebody left the review that said if you like my favorite murder or nothing rhymes with murder you'll love this and that is oh, i mean wow. i would say that is a high honor to us because my favorite murder is a direct correlation to us starting a, a podcast they the reason that i wanted to um that i even reached out to fran and was like yo we should do something like this because we both listened to my favorite murder mm -hmm. and i remember an episode where they were saying how because they are white females it is hard for them to they don't feel always feel comfortable doing stories about minority people who have been killed because it can come off as insensitive or however they they don't feel like they can go into the aspects of the neighborhoods that they come from and how those play a role and play a factor in you know creating the people so mm -hmm. they they felt uncomfortable doing it sometimes and i was like that's a good point and i was you know and i called fran and we were brainstorming on the phone and we came up with the name and and the rest is history but yeah i mean my favorite murder is de definitely directly a, a influence of you know why we do what we do mm -hmm. so yeah if you guys can take another a minute out of your day again it is not, even though that flattered us greatly and it was really appreciated it's not about we're not we don't want the reviews for our ego that just is that that was inconsequential that was just cool it really is whatever however itunes works you need those to prosper right on the on the charts so that's why we're asking you to do it you could put on there like i like bananas and just leave a five stars five stars if you think bananas are five stars go write that on just write that consider us you know bananas and go write that on our podcast you know you know i like steak steak's yummy or like ooh, breaking bad's a great show five stars we don't really care but if you support the show like if you're listening and you haven't done that that is something you could do to support because we aren't gonna be asking anybody for any money anytime soon like we're not starting a uh patreon or anything like that because again i think we stated it last week although we are five star college recruits with raw talent and potential we are getting our legs under us still and we're still trying to better every week we're working on getting better so I we would never ask you for money right now what we are asking for is just your support and spreading awareness and you know getting the word out that you know there's a podcast out there who's you know awesome and two handsome men and you know one of them's very well endowed and you know they're just great and you should listen to them and that's how you can help us that's the love that you can show to us so um friend you got anything else to add i don't really know what else to say no. um uh monday we we dropping um cereal and cereal, monday right? the new episode of cereal and cereal is coming out what we do want to do starting next month is we will be letting people know that the episode is coming out the Friday before we put it out because we're going to start putting them out on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. So you guys can watch the movie on Friday night. Yep. And then, and then when you wake up, the episode will be out and you can enjoy it with us and, and, yep. and, and, or watch it Saturday while you listen to, it. I don't know. I, I could listen to a podcast and watch a movie at the same time. So I would assume they can watch it, eat their bowl of cereal that exactly. night. Exactly. And then come night. in and come in with your, you know, your thoughts on your cereal and then hear us, Either trash in Fran's case, how he usually, mm -hmm. you know, does his thing, very Simon Cowell of him, trash a cereal, or me, you know, be kind of in the middle or praise very highly of a cereal. But maybe I'll trash the cereal I pick. I don't know. We, we could go either way. 
But you so we, can, they coming out Saturday, right? Saturday. They're going th- they starting next month. Okay. They're come out on Saturday. Saturday. So yeah. y'all can watch it Friday night. Yeah. I think y'all should go to Twitter hashtag it serial serial. Yes. Let that us Friday know. Friday night. Let us know. Take a picture of your screen. Yep. What you know? Yep. What, what's your setup like? What are you eating Let's while get a you hash, watch the a hashtag going? Yeah. Hashtag serial and serial movie night or something yep. like that. Yep. I don't know. I'm just ha- I'm just spitballing. You come up with it how you feel. Just throw serial and serial in there. So that's one. Two. I want to give one more shout out to. Uh, Henry Ca- Henry Cavell. I don't really know how to say his last name right, but it's C A V E L L. His uh, Instagram is at the Cave Drawings. It's T H E C A V E Drawings. You guys know how to spell drawings. You're not idiots. Um, and he's the guy that made our logo. So if you want to go show him love, go like, double tap on all his photos, or if you want to message him and maybe you want to get a logo made, I, I clearly I recommend it. He did an awesome job on ours. So nothing but great things to say about him. Um, you know, that's all I got. I don't really have anything. I mean, we're you know, we, again, we got the new song. Let us know what you think about that. Uh, and um, Wakanda forever. Again, I mean, that's that's the new that's the new slogan for sure. Um, but this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams alongside my partner in True Crime. And uh, next time, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, catch you guys later. Hey guys, uh, for some reason I had Superman on the brain. Uh, the guy that did our logo, his name is Eric Cavell, not Henry Cavell, who is in fact Superman in the Justice League movie. His Instagram is the underscore cave underscore drawings, and he is awesome, and I don't know why I called him Henry Cavell. I think the whole Black Panther thing made me think of superheroes, which made me think of Cavell, which made me think of Henry Cavell, which made me think of Superman, which is why I then called Eric Cavell Henry Cavell. But again, he is awesome. Go check him out on his Instagram and support him. And we really appreciate what he did for us. So thank you and see you guys next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park